Hi everyone, it is Seth. Tori and I did the podcast this week. Um, we talked about a lot of really good things. This sparked from a conversation, or actually a text message I received from a friend asking how we keep God in our relationship and just suggestions for those in a relationship or who are single and trying to figure that out. So we just talk a lot about things that we do, practical steps, um, that people can take in their marriage or in their relationship as well as making sure that you keep your personal your personal spiritual journey separate in a way but also bringing that to the other person and letting them know about where you stand and talking through these things that you're thinking about because you you have to make time in your own life to discern what's going through your head and figure out ideas and topics that you're battling with and then using that other person as a trampoline to to talk about those items as well as just new things that you should do together and being patient with one another that's a big portion of the spiritual life together being patient with each other and and talking things out Um, so I feel like we dive into that quite a bit I want to thank my friend for bringing up this topic we want to thank you all for listening Um, and for your support. And if there's anything that we can do, please just let us know. and We'll do our best to answer your questions that you have. Um, Thank you again for your time, and we really hope you enjoy this one. God bless. You were never out of the fight. You were created for a time such as this. You are now preparing to be sent into battle. God is calling you to be his disciple, to be formed in virtue and holiness. He has appointed you as an ambassador of his kingdom, to go and represent him to his people. And he's enlisted you as a soldier of Christ, to be sent out to fight for the good in this world. You are not made to make excuses. It's time for you to take extreme ownership for your life, for all of your life. It's time to rise up and finally be the man or woman you were created to be. Follow God. Lead others. And never surrender. It is time to begin seeking excellence. All right, welcome everyone. <laughs> this is the Slaymans on Seeking Excellence. I am here with my wonderful wife, Tori. Uh, I am here with my wonderful husband, Seth. She just said she Me. had a headache right as we started recording, so. No, I'm okay. It went away. Thanks I'm be, good to go. Thanks be to God. I'm good to go. Um... We are so happy to be talking to all of you wonderful people today about a fun little topic um, from a friend actually brought it up uh, or suggested it to us in a text. So we're just going to read that little text. Yeah. Good we'll keep it anonymous. Yeah. A good friend um, just reached out to me about the last podcast and said a couple nice things. 
then I just asked him if he had any thoughts on topics coming up. So this was his text. I think he said, I think it would be interesting to hear how you two keep God as a focus of your relationship and any suggestions you have for other couples or anyone single searching for God's presence in another person. So a very good topic. Yeah, obviously. Super good question. I think that obviously we don't know everything. Yeah, when Seth first brought this up or read me the text, he the first thing we said was that this would be a really great opportunity to show that we are not per and which I mean we should all know that by now already, like that we're not perfect, but that a question like this is such a good question and there are so many good answers to give, but I think a lot of the good answers we'll give will be more like, this is like, we should do this too. You know, like there are so many things we're not doing that we should be doing and so many things we try to do that we don't do well and just like an ongoing process. But hopefully we have things that we've learned that will be helpful to other people who are like struggling along with us, I guess. Not that we're always just struggling. Like, I feel like we do, we do a good job too. Like, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think prayer is hard enough as it is of understanding where you are personally at. So trying to like involve a second person in where you are at, Mm -hmm. I don't know. And also trying to like talk to them about something that's personal Mm -hmm. and just trying to incorporate, how do you two do it together? Yeah just creates a lot of confusion yeah and I think yeah I think it's it's so it's hard enough to combine like two different personalities just like baseline like two different people that's I mean just like a a basis of marriage or a basis of a relationship or like those are just the normal challenges that come with any sort of like teamwork you try to do with anybody else that it's like no two people are the same so you're going to have conflicting personalities um, that are oftentimes really complementary, but then it's just about trying to figure out, um, trying to figure out what, <laughs> sorry, Seth's pointing at a lot of things. Um, I keep looking at my notes and he's telling me not to look at my notes. So the notes I'm are going you away. not to type your passcode in all the way to where it shakes the mind. <laughs> 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 um, um Yeah, but it's hard enough to combine personalities is what I'm trying to say. I think we are a good example of two people who are, like, very, very different personalities. Like, different personalities, different interests, very complementary in my opinion, but... What would be your your order if you were... If you would have gone into a religious... What would... What? What would be your order? Like, Um, your... uh, I don't know. Benedictine? (laughs) Go Ravens? (laughs) Okay. I don't know. I just, I've tried to answer this question before, and I honestly don't know. Seth would be a Dominican. That's what he so. was just talking about I ten minutes so. ago. Um, so we'd be in two different orders. There's proof that we're totally different. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, strengths and weaknesses that we have are very different. And so I think while that's very complementary, it's always like a process to figure out where is it complementary and where is there more friction and how do we like deal with that? Yeah. Um, so if that's true for just for personalities, when it comes to spiritual lives, like I know, like Seth is really good about praying the rosary every day. Like you are very drawn to the rosary. Like it's very natural when 
mm-hmm. you need a break or you're overwhelmed or it's just like your lunchtime. You're right. like, oh, I'm like drawn. Like I want to go pray the rosary. And I love, I also love the rosary. I value my relationship with Mary a lot. I enjoy praying. It's like one of those things. So every time Seth's like, you want to go on a rosary walk? I'm like, mm, not really, because I always get out of breath halfway through when we're on the hill on the other side of the neighborhood. And it just ruins the rosary for me. Mm-hmm. Like I see, I don't, I'm not to the place with the rosary where that's just like so enjoyable. And I'm not thinking of God in that moment. Yeah. Well, I'm not that perfect either. I think it's sometimes like a time filler too. Like I have 20, yeah. I have 20 free minutes. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And see for me, when I'm looking for a time filler, I would rather like sit in silence outside when it comes to prayer. Mm. Like I would rather just like go outside with my eyes closed or like read. Like I would also rather do that. Not because I don't value the rosary, but because like naturally I'm more drawn to different things than you are. Um, But then there have also been seasons where it's like I'm more drawn to the rosary and you're more drawn to reading or whatever. So I don't, I never want to like use just personality as an excuse for like, oh, I'm just not really a rosary person. Like that's not really my like spiritual love language or whatever. Like I don't think that's how it works. Right. I think if it's good, it's good. But sometimes it's just more of a, not even struggle. That's not the right word. But you do have to like kind of push yourself to Uh do that. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing. I mean, I think everybody has that in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Because there are certain things that I certainly don't do that other people do, and it could be good. Yeah, sure. And I think with, um, so like in the same way that you're, excuse me, more drawn to the rosary, and I think that that draws me more to the rosary or encourages me to pray the rosary more to kind of like meet you in that place, which yeah. is also good for me. It's like when I pray, I like pray through journaling and I pray yeah. through writing, and that's much easier for me. And when you started like writing or doing more things like that in a more like contemplative, prayerful way, mm. like I think, I don't know, you would probably say the same, that it's probably not something you would have been drawn to outside of our relationship before, mm. but it is good because it like draws you into communion with God in a different way. Right. And I think just to kind of go back a little bit and say that we... You know, this took a long... Our relationship just in general... Our relationship has taken a long time. Yeah, it does take a really long time before you figure each other out. Yeah. So, I would say be very patient with anyone who you're trying to, like, get on that Mm -hmm. same page with. Yeah. Because there are things that you typically do that they don't do, and... Sometimes the person just has to struggle through a little bit of like a dry season or Mm -hmm. a time when they don't really know what they are doing, but you still being consistent Mm -hmm. in that time just allows them to figure that out a little bit more and have somebody there that they're like, they know that they're going through it together, Mm -hmm. um, even if it's not exactly the same path yeah I agree with that completely I think the part that stuck out most to me of what you just said is like if you know like if I'm going through more of a dry season and you're not you know like in 
our spiritual lives, we talk about like, oh, like this is a season where I just like, mm -hmm. I'm feeling it. Like I'm yeah. really into it. Like I really want to go to church. And then you might be having more of a dry season where it's like, logically, I believe everything I believed three months ago, but I'm just not really feeling it. So it's yeah. more like I am going through the motions and I am doing it like willingly and intentionally, but it's not, you know, it's just not, it's more of like a dry season. So I know like an example of that, I think a few weeks ago, um, you, so we've been going, we'll, I guess, talk more like specifics and everything of what we do or don't do yeah. our recommendations and stuff as we like go through this. But since we moved, we moved about two months ago. Um, we have a church and an adoration chapel, like super close within walking distance, which mm -hmm. is game changer. Honestly, tip for a prayer, a prayer life, spiritual life. If you're getting married and like moving in with someone, like move close to an adoration chapel. Like <laughs> honestly super helpful thing but um so we've been going to adoration every morning every weekday morning we've been trying to and at one point we were on a walk in an afternoon and I think with the transition of moving and everything and I've just kind of been in one of those places where I felt like I've been in more of a dry season where I'm mm -hmm. not like not feeling it as much you know whatever and um Seth asked me he was like oh how was your prayer this morning or how was adoration this morning or something and i don't even what did i do did, what did i say i feel like i always have to report to you <laughs> about what my prayer well, I time think I was, was. <laughs> <laughs> i like i i was very like set off by that not because it's a, i mean that's a perfectly fine question that's a good question to ask but i think i like i don't know like had a heavy sigh or something and you were like guess I won't ask that anymore and I was like basically yeah what you just said I was like I know it's a fine question but every time you ask that it just sets me off because yeah like I I feel like I have to like report back to you or whatever and you were like that's not why I was asking like I just wanted to know how your prayer time was or whatever <laughs> and I, I was like well every time you ask that I feel like the only reason you're asking it is because you can see that it's not going well and you're just trying to like hmm. I don't know not like discipline but like you can see it's not going well so you just want to like give your two cents about how right, to help make right. it better and so that was all like 100% me projecting that onto him I was like I this is how I feel and you asked me a question that really just like struck the heart of how I'm feeling and how I'm frustrated with it and after that conversation I think we like talked it out and that was good but you were like I'm just not gonna ask you that too much because I'm the kind of person that if I have super something super something something really great or really I don't know even something that's been on my mind a lot like I'll tell you about it like uh -huh. Seth doesn't have to ask me about it I'll tell him about it and since then there have been several times like as we've left adoration where I like find myself just wanting to tell you something that I was thinking about or talk about it or uh -huh. that conversation comes much more naturally so I, th I think that was like a little moment of friction where we're trying to be patient with each other and try to figure it out through the moments where we like get on each other's nerves or maybe are personally like just in different spots that week even mm -hmm. in our spiritual lives but that's why it's important to ask too and talk about it because that would have never come out had you not asked that question yeah i think practical tips just to kind of set a baseline yeah is one both of you have to have your own personal prayer time not I mean, you can be with each other, but it shouldn't be, like, extemporaneous or anything like that. What does extemporaneous mean? Like, out, speaking it out loud. 
Oh, I see. Like you and I, we pray at meals together, and oftentimes we say have like a little addition that we add to the end mm-hmm. um, for the meal or for whatever reason it is. Yeah. Or at night before we go to bed, it seems like we do that quite often too. Yeah. We'll like yeah, that's pray like out loudly. Thing. Like always just pray together. Yeah, just at the end of the day. But there needs to be a time where both of you are in silence. With God. And you can be together physically, but mentally mm-hmm. both like focused in that direction. Um, because any person really should be spending about 20 minutes of prayer each day on their own just so they can collect their own thoughts as well as typically mine is like 15 minutes of collecting my own thoughts of what's going on, of what I should be praying for, of anybody who's I've come across in the past 24 hours that I feel like I need to pray for. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes you bring those people to with you in prayer, regardless of if you actually think of them or not. But, and then my last 15 minutes is some sort of like Lexio Divina style mm-hmm. of reading a little passage of something and seeing how I can apply it to the greater schemes of my life. <clears throat> That's my little 30 minutes of prayer. Mm-hmm. Seems to go by pretty quickly. But that's a must for anyone. And sometimes it's different. Sometimes it's a full 30 minutes of just yeah. like, man, I went through some tough stuff yesterday. I need to... I need to really, yeah, sit down and think about what happened and what it meant for me. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it's like tough decisions too. Mm-hmm. So having that time and then afterwards, like especially if it was a really fruitful time in prayer, because there are going to be times when you don't have that. Mm-hmm. It's like always good to just, like you said, talk to talk to the other person about what you were thinking about or what you were going through and almost like it's a trampoline to like bounce ideas off of yeah it's kind of like brainstorming or something like hey i was really thinking about this what what do you think about that mm-hmm. does this make sense or am i like completely off yeah because there will be oftentimes where i like come up with something in my lexio divina time and then I come back to you and ask you, like, hey, does that does that have any relevance at all? Or am I just, like, putting mm-hmm. things together that shouldn't be put together? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I think, I mean, we've talked maybe in, another, in other podcasts just about the importance of, like, silence, boredom, quiet, all of that. Yeah. And I think for, like, for us, that's been sitting in adoration in the mornings or if we don't go to adoration like sitting in silence whatever yeah. that might be and a lot of so like a lot of the thoughts that you bring up or the things you pointed out point out about like different passages from the bible or just different thoughts or whatever like those are the thoughts you don't notice when you don't have silence and so it's so nice whenever you do have that silence and again like that's the great thing about two people is that there are thoughts that come to the surface when he's quiet that won't that are different than the thoughts that come to the surface when I'm quiet. Mm -hmm. And then you've just got more like thoughtful conversation. You've got more um, to reflect on than you would have if it's just yourself. And I think all of this, so it's like, like going into, like all of this is easier because we had some (laughs) sort of semblance of it before we got married. 
and then all of that was easier in our you know like when we were engaged because we had some sort of semblance of it beforehand so it's like when you're single you should be doing this not for the sake of marriage well i mean if that's your vocation like then yes like for your future vocation but it's yeah i don't know it shouldn't be like we're gonna get married and when we get married we're just gonna like start praying all of a sudden we're gonna go to adoration every day right that won't happen yeah because prayer is so this is one thing i was thinking like prayer it praying together like is and should be the most intimate thing that any couple does together like that is like where you know like you hear out loud what someone else is asking god for or asking god for help with or whatever that might be and that's not the kind of thing you just like pick up one day when you get married or when you get in a relationship or when you want to like start to pray with somebody else like you can't give someone else that gift of like praying with them unless you're able to do it yourself like you can't give what you don't have almost yeah and so i think that's another reason that the personal like protect that personal prayer time 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 um protect that personal prayer time um because it's i mean it's your relationship with god and it's also the only way you're able to have like the shared prayer time yeah, and I think especially for people who aren't married, mm-hmm. like if this relationship works out or it doesn't, then regardless, that wasn't like, that wasn't a vain effort if you were truly mm. doing it purposefully. Yeah. yeah. Because you can continue doing that even without the other person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember at some point in college, like some talk I heard or something, um, was like given to girls, whoever was giving the talk mm-hmm. brought up, they were like, you know what, you might be dating a guy and it might work out and it might not work out. Um, but like the way you treat him and the way you challenge him or the way you share your faith or, you know, obviously everybody's in different places with their face. So that's going to look 100% different in every relationship, but like the way you treat him and the let's say it doesn't work out like the terms on which you leave or like the the example that you leave him with you have to keep in mind like you might not marry him but your best friend might marry him you know like your sister might marry him somebody down the street might marry him like he's gonna go and marry somebody else and when he goes and finds that person like what is his relationship with you going to leave him with and so I think even in relationships that don't end up in marriage it's like it's still a relationship though you know like it's still this this caring thing for another person and so i think in an ideal situation i'm talking like very idealistic idealistically here but in an ideal situation you should always have the awareness that this is like a human being and a child child of god before anything before he's anything else he's like a child of god and a spiritual being yeah and to love someone is to like will their good yeah consistently Yeah, so, yeah, so to truly love somebody no matter the relationship, like, is to, yeah, recognize them as that spiritual being, to see them for their soul. Yeah, and you're still trying to push forward them to their ultimate good Mm -hmm. as well as, you know, do your ultimate good as well. Yeah. Hoping that they're on the same page. Yeah. Because that's what the truly, like, virtuous relationship is. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I was going to say on the personal prayer, just protecting that time, I know, I don't even know how long, the last year or two even, maybe, Seth has seen a spiritual director, like, once a month, 
he'll go and talk with his spiritual director and it's almost been two years now okay i was gonna say it's kind of definitely wild. over a year yeah and i i've never met him like i've heard you talk about him a lot obviously but yeah we should I've never... have him over for dinner yeah I keep meaning to do that yeah <laughs> well okay so we'll do that um but without even having met him like i would say one of the best gifts seth has ever given me is going to spiritual direction because there are so many things where you know it's not like he goes and talks to a spiritual director about all the things that he wants to hide from me or anything it's like not a situation like that it's more like in the same way you go and talk to god to like prepare yourself for the rest of the world it's like you go and kind of like roll these thoughts around in your head with a man a married man who has the same vocation as you so like it'd be the same like for me to go talk to a married woman to kind of like figure things out and help me with things I'm wrestling with as like a way of sharing in my faith life with Seth even if it's not like in the same conversation right and that gives me you know maybe we should do a spiritual direction podcast at some point in the future Hmm. I think that some people say spiritual direction you for sure should have one some people say well you may not need one i don't know i think i fall more into the camp of you should have one Mm -hmm. if if it's possible but the problem is is you have to have a prayer life to direct so if you have no prayer life then Mm -hmm. there's no point in seeking out a spiritual director Mm -hmm. so yeah i just encourage people who maybe think that it would be good to have a mentor of some type i mean everybody wants a mentor whether it's in their business world or whether it's like a coach yeah everyone has a mentor of some form that they go to and this is your mentor mentor for the spiritual life so there has to be something for them yeah to direct obviously um but yeah it gives me the opportunity like she said not to hide things from her because i feel like we're both really open and that's like yeah pretty much the number one key to any relationship is communication i feel like there's anything especially faith-wise we don't talk about it's more like oh we just like forgot or ran out of time like i don't i've never like intend on a faith basis i don't think i've ever like intentionally hid anything from you or like felt the need to right and i think we're very lucky in that regard yeah it's like maybe our lives have just been easy so far and that's why i don't know but i'm i'm like i just i feel like we're in the habit of we're just on the same page and that's that is a true blessing yeah um but it more gives me the chance to like bounce ideas off of my spiritual director of like hey this is what i'm going through and i want to make sure i do this in the most loving way Mm mm-hmm I feel like I've been maybe failing at that or I want to do a better job of that or this is a really difficult topic that I want to be careful of so I want to make sure like I'm doing it the right way mm-hmm. it gives me the chance to like talk to talk to him about that and get the perspective of somebody who's been at it for a while that helps me come to you in a way that isn't that isn't like forceful and that isn't it's kind and it can maybe hit you a little bit better so that way our relationship rather than 
lot of times in a relationship it can feel like maybe we're sitting across the table and working against each other on a problem Mm -hmm. and it's always with the mindset of like I want to be sitting on the same side of the table looking at the problem yeah with you and figuring out how to do this I don't want this to seem like I'm going against what you want and you're going against what I want Mm -hmm. I really do want to try to figure this out as if we're as if we're working towards it because that's what we signed up for yeah so it gives me that chance to really think through that Mm. not that that topic happens all the time Mm -hmm. between you and I but it also gives me a chance to like go to somebody else and not just you to talk about these things that I'm Mm -hmm. maybe mulling over in my head yeah and I think So I think you kind of touched on another struggle that I think we've had and I think is probably like a pretty common struggle, whether it comes to faith or any process of making a decision or forming an opinion, figuring something out, is that I've found, like we both said this, like oftentimes if I come up with an idea and I present it to Seth, sometimes I feel like he's like not totally on on board until he hears somebody else say it too. Or like... If Seth brings up an idea, sometimes, you know, he's really about this idea or whatever, this thought. And I'm, like, not totally on board until I, like, hear it verified by somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I mean, we've talked about this. I think that's, like, a process of trust that we're still working on. And, like, honestly, just learning each other. Like, learning each other well enough to know, like, I know you so well and I know exactly what you're thinking now and I know exactly how you got to that conclusion yeah and because I know you that well like I don't even think about looking for an outside source yeah but when it comes to a faith life or a spiritual thing I think having a spiritual director or even if you don't have a spiritual director just having some sort of faith life or taking something to prayer there's that confirmation like for both parties for both of us like no it's not just coming out of my brain you know it's not just like me on a whim thinking of an idea and bringing it up it's like no I've like I've prayed to this I've brought this to a third party like Uh I brought this to God like having God as that third I mean it's the whole like like a triangle is better than a straight line or whatever Uh you know like I think yeah I think prayer kind of like gives that added dimension and that added element that kind of removes both of our egos in a way like it's not just my ego versus your ego it's both of our egos like referencing a third point and then coming back to each other to discuss right and I think that kind of leads into something else that I wanted to bring up is just we were talking about this earlier about how sometimes when you're in the spiritual life it can you can be like moved towards doing something or feeling like you're supposed to go out and accomplish something, whatever that may be. Um, but just trying to f- find a way to do that to incorporate the person who you're married with or hmm. who you're in a relationship with or who you want to move towards or find more out, find more about. Mm-hmm. Um, doing that in like a non-selfish way of choosing to do that with the other person. Mm -hmm. Like it's something, and I think that kind of goes back to what I was saying about working towards a problem together. 
Yeah. There is. So something right now that I've been really struggling with is like, what's the best way to invest as a Christian and not to get too deep into all the theories of it, but Tori has been, we each have our little topics right now. Tori has been struggling with some of the things that I've brought up and not that she thinks it's bad. Right. But you're just, just not, like wrestling. Yeah, like you're truly just not wrestling on, and struggling with it. Not on board with it as not as far along with it as I am. Mm-hmm. And I think that it it would be, especially as a man. Typically, I'm the one handling the finances. I'm the one mm-hmm. like making sure everything's in place, which I do a lot of. Mm-hmm. I think but it also depends on the couple too. It does sure. depend on the couple. I'm not saying that that's right. for everyone, but. It would. It could be very easy for a person to be like, "Oh, this is my domain. Mm. I'm going to take over and just yeah. do what I think's best for us, and not even consult you." And that would be like the selfish way mm-hmm. to go about it, rather than just being like, "Hey, Tori, like I'm wrestling with this a lot. I want you to seriously think about it because I feel like we should move towards this mm-hmm. for X, Y, and Z reasons." Mm-hmm. And I do feel very strongly about it. And I'm willing to wrestle with it for a little bit longer, but if so much time goes by, I'm going to maybe put in an actionable step. Yeah. And we, I was going to say, we've like had that conversation. Like I, I know we've like revisited this topic a few different times and it's kind of like, okay, like check-ins, let's see how we feel. Like, you know, you've been doing a lot of research and thinking and whatever, and then we'll both kind of check in and talk about it. And I think the last time we talked about it, I told you, like, I'm still not there with this, like, particular decision or thought or whatever. And I was like, I'm still not there. I, like, understand it much better than I did before. I'm very open to it. I'm, like, still not on board and I'm, I'm very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I do trust you enough that if you think it's the best thing to do and you do it, like, I will support that. Yeah. And then I, and then I followed that up. I was like, that being said... If that were to happen, I would expect you to continue to do everything you could to help me get comfortable yeah. with it. You know, like kind of the support and also like the, the, the honesty of this is where I am. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah. Think that, I think that's good for especially single people who aren't in a relationship. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of the way going about whether or not you should be in a relationship goes. It is, hey... Like, I'm feeling this way about you. Maybe mm-hmm. I have these things that I'm unsure of. <laughs> yeah. But I want to bring this to you to be, like, totally honest about my feelings towards you or about how um, maybe I'm struggling with this or, like, I'm really, I really love this part of our relationship or, like, whatever it may be. Yeah. Like, it's good for you to voice that out loud Mm -hmm. so that way you can both be on the same page about it. Yeah. Because there are things that I do that I know upset you, and the same for you. Like, there are things that you do that I have to be like, all right, is now the best time to mention this? No. A later time, maybe it's a little bit better, and it's like, hey, Tori, I've been really thinking about that thing that you said, Mm -hmm. and... I would appreciate if next time you said it this way or whatever it may be. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think timing is a really big thing. Like yeah. in everyday life, in any relationship, yeah. 
Um, Timing is And then when it comes with spiritual life too, because so many of like the, I think so many of like the topics that are closest to our heart are like that way heavy on our heart aren't necessarily like spiritual topics, I guess. Mm -hmm. But if it's close to your heart, it is spiritual. You know, like the things that like tug on your heartstrings are that way really heavy. Like all of that is spiritual and all of that has to do with like where you are mentally and emotionally and all of that has to do with God. So um, I think like honesty with the biggest topics you can think of is like the best thing you can do for your spiritual life with anyone else. Yeah. And I, again, just like really to emphasize like how nice it is, how, how like grateful I am to like have discussions with you about, you know, like your 401k, like investment thing, ideas and everything that we've been talking about. And then I have like certain topics that I've been really into lately or just like really bugging me or I find really cool or whatever it is. Like, and when we bring those up to each other, like as good as they are, we both get irritated with each other for bringing them up so much. But it's like, we see the goodness because both of us know that we've already gone to like to prayer with them and thought about them in that context and we're still bringing them out of prayer and still considering them like a worthy thing to bring up and keep talking about and I think like we're just so lucky to have that like I'm very grateful that I can share that with another person and trust that like third party which is God yeah and I think this goes also with like the greater vocation of marriage is to get each other to heaven like that's the goal the goal isn't to get married and have a couple kids and live in a home, nice home and buy some nice cars and get a lake house when we're older. Like the goal is to get to heaven. Mm-hmm. And if we do those things along the way, that's great. Mm-hmm. But the number one goal daily is to build as much virtue between us together mm-hmm. as we possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, oh, what was I going to say? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. Like, the the goal is to get to heaven. Oh, I was going to say, so, like, in terms of Catholicism, when we say vocation, it's like, your vocation is one of three things. Single, married, religious life. And whatever your vocation is, like that, when people say, like, oh, I'm discerning, discernment, whatever. Like, discernment is the process of, like, working with God to figure out what his vocation for you is and single married religious life whichever one it is like god will not give you a vocation that will not make you completely happy more happy than any of the other vocations will so it's like for us our vocation is marriage like we have discerned that our vocation is marriage and have gotten married and um i i think i maybe i just like read this in the book like i've heard this before but the last time i heard it was like just i don't know like one of those like stunningly simple sort of a sentences sort of sentences but just that um your vocation is your way to heaven mm-hmm. like the way by which you get to heaven and build that virtue and build like build that union and closeness with god that we're all working towards is through your vocation and so it's like if seth is trying to be holier than he was yesterday and i'm trying to be closer to god than i was yesterday like we do that through marriage that's like the clear path yeah and that's the first thing we should be looking at in order to like reach that goal of holiness um which is like 
it's like so helpful because we both have the same goal and so we both know like in order to build virtue and in order to like find that closeness with god we look to our marriage and that's like the common thread that's going to like lead us to heaven and i would say that kind of the same basic idea of all of those is that we're um you're doing all those things regardless of if you're single married or religious like you're still striving to be holier today than you were yesterday in all Mm -hmm. three of those categories the difference is the way that you go about doing it yeah or where you you turn first and who you go about doing it with Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that'd be my only addition to that yeah i totally agree it's weird because i there are like absolutely parts of my spiritual life that have changed like from being single to being in a relationship to being engaged to being married but so much of it has just stayed the same like the the foundation is like the same as it's always been yeah but then there like the biggest difference in my opinion has been like not being married to being married yeah because it is that like vocational shift yeah um and that's why i think like relationships are especially are so difficult and so much more like murky when it comes to like the spiritual life and relationships is because it's like there's so much in between and there's so much figuring out. But I think something that has always been like helpful for me to focus on is that like the like the foundation. Like the foundation doesn't change. And so I think protecting like protecting that protecting that like foundation of your spiritual life, no matter the stage of life you're in or no matter like the relationship status that you're in, like that should be the same and that's just as important no matter what. Yeah what i would say yeah that's great is there any um should we just like i guess like recap the like tangible things that we said like actionable things that we said or i guess like so praying separately we said like spiritual direction sit in silence even if you're in the same room like go off separately and go pray go to adoration together and sit in silence whatever it is like protect that personal time yeah then in terms of like praying together what are some like actionable things that we talked about or didn't talk about I would say just if you're married, um, in the mornings or at night, like it doesn't have to be anything super long or drawn out, but just like waking up, starting the day and like, Hey, we're going to pray together or like right before you go to bed. Hey, we're just going to talk out loud and one night I'll do it. Next night you'll do it. That way you just hear the person, what's going through their mind, what they, what they have to bring to God at the beginning or end of the day mm-hmm. and then I like our little thing of praying at the end of each meal mm-hmm. together just out loud mm-hmm. um, not that everybody has to do that but I think yeah. that it is a good practice mm-hmm. and then I would say also finding some time of maybe something that isn't necessarily extemporaneous like where you're talking out loud mm-hmm. about something that you um have going on in your mind but something like the rosary or the divine chaplet or something that's like repeatable that you can both do together Mm -hmm. that you don't have to like bring any certain things to the table Mm -hmm. it's both just you like going at something together yeah um i think that's really a good practice too to mix in there Yeah, I agree. And we, at different points, we've also done the consecration to marry together. And I think that's been really great. 
even from like I it's something I had like hadn't thought about much recently but yesterday I I like even brought it up in prayer but um when um yeah so I guess like whenever we are praying for us like doing the consecration to Mary at different points has given us the opportunity or like get put the thought in our head at the end of a prayer to say like like Mary like take all these prayers and make them perfect and mm-hmm. like deliver them to Jesus like take everything that we want and everything we're confused about like take all of these struggles that are on our heart and like wrap them up make them the prayer that is the right prayer you know like mm-hmm. perfect these prayers yeah and make them like like turn them in bring them closer to God's will, like turn this prayer into something that's closer to God's will and bring that prayer to him and like ask him to make it happen for us. Like, I think that I never would have prayed that prayer before we did the consecration to Mary. But I think having that relationship with Mary is, is an opportunity to share a relationship. Um, that's special. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say is for people who aren't married, either in a relationship or single, um, still when you are with that person or if you're single and not in a relationship, then finding somebody who you're close with mm-hmm. to also do those types of extemporaneous prayers mm-hmm. together, whether it be actually a recited prayer like the rosary or the divine chaplet or just, hey, I just want to pray with you yeah, and just really enter into this moment because that builds, that builds, um, good character and builds good um, habits and things like that so when you are ready to do that with the person who you're supposed to be with Mm -hmm. you've kind of practiced and you're ready and you know how to model that relationship to the person that you're supposed to be married to or if you're you know you're not married or you enter into um, the religious life then that's still a good thing to like do regardless of whether or not it builds fruit for your marriage because Mm -hmm. you're in the religious life you're still getting married in a way right yeah just a different type of marriage right and i think um yeah i'm just like thinking of more things um but i think especially for like whenever we were dating especially like way back when we first started dating we like we're in very different places with faith and I think most like very 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 few relationships are like oh both people are on the in the same page about everything faith like that is very rare and so I think like talking to most relationships it's like somebody's super into it and somebody's super not or like you're both kind of into it but you're not sure you know whatever the situation is I think asking questions together or like asking questions of each other and like a very like genuinely curious way not like a challenge or like i'm trying to like um i don't know like manipulate you into believing what i believe but just like a genuine caring open questioning sort of a way to have those conversations about faith and then to like have the opportunity to learn together like i think that um and like same goes whether you're like dating or not even with other friends but especially when you're dating i think that's super helpful yeah last thing for me and then I think this is my, yeah, my last point mm-hmm. is just, man, I would challenge you to be the leader of that relationship. Like you are going to be, if you start a family, you're going to have to lead your family. And there's a statistic of 
X percent of children stay in the church if the father is involved in his prayer life and his spiritual life and if he sings, if he sings at mass. Mm -hmm. So just being like the leader of your household and calling your kids to that higher level and calling your spouse not to be challenging, but to be like you're the leader and you can you can help your spouse through these things. It's not like you have to like be a dictator on these people, but right. you it's do want to example. Yeah, you want to call them to holiness and the way you do that is by living your life in a much different way than the people mm-hmm. that are outside your family. So I just challenge the men in the relationship or in the marriage or in the family to really take on that role as a leader. And even if it's uncomfortable, just saying, hey, I don't know what I'm doing, but I do want to start by taking one small step. Yeah. And just take that one small step and you'll learn together. And then you can say, hey, you have any ideas? Because I think we should put something in place. But mm-hmm. just like being open to that. Yeah. I would also challenge the men to the that exact same thing. And I would echo the... Yeah, so closing thought the, for me. I mean, very, um, very few just people take have baby been, like, steps, perfectly formed. Just do one so small little thing. So it's very rare that any of us are like, I know um, what I believe and I believe there's so many good ideas I'm ready to and you're going to miss out I on prepared most for this. Of like, honestly. A lot yeah. of us are so unprepared, so I think... Over what you're not yeah, doing I second that. I would life. also challenge the men to take the lead. Because God doesn't care if it's like the best or the greatest or whatever it is. about where you are and still leading into the person that you're dating. And then I would just challenge the women to like trust that. And great. not to like yeah. blindly follow. See you next or, time. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate um, everyone listening. Um, yeah, not to just like keep nod and say yes we'll to everything that's brought up. But I think we, like um, especially for women really in general, we're not very good at trusting and we're not very good at following. We're not very comfortable with the idea of like dependence in any form. You think of so I think like when that's really about, difficult or that even if um, even if like trusting means I guess yeah, Honestly, I don't know. Maybe the best way to get in contact when it comes to faith or when it comes to a spiritual life would be through probably I think Tori's like website recognizing until I figure something else out and honoring that. Something else figured as long out as for you're us. Not, you know, like that not may be the best way to get in contact. So like if you have any your, your own conscience, questions think, or things that we can um, that's like bring one of the best guys, gifts that please yeah, let us know. That's true. Other than that, we go ahead. I was gonna say I my website is until I figure something else out and my email is there on the bottom of it. My yeah. Instagram is until I figure okay. something else out. And then I was really gonna good. say this seeking excellence Instagram also. And I yeah. think that obviously you can well. always message mm-hmm. on vulnerable that. Vulnerable and well. feel free to, to give Nathan an sure idea or uh, once again, we don't have it figured Josie out. This is yeah. day by now day. I'm like, oh, I've got some more ideas. We should go do this. Like, oh, that sounds like we'd love to do that. But thank you day by day thing. Appreciate all your support. That's one of the beautiful things about marriage is just go follow life is seeking excellence and check it out constantly. And until next time, oh, there's something more. Godspeed. Amen. Amen. All right. See ya. Bye.